Step One Civic and Song by Donnie McLaughlin featuring Marvin Winans as well as CC Winans with Stand. And this song, I believe, stems from the book of Ephesians 6, where the Bible tells us that after we have done everything to stand, that we should stand. It's imperative for us to ensure that in each and everything that we do, we live according to the Word of God and according to the standards that are found according in His Word, rather. It is 10 minutes after the hour of 8 o'clock. And as we have all been waiting for this particular moment, our theme for this month, as well as our topic for this morning, is Born Again But Broke. And we will be taking a very extensive look at what is it that makes born again Christians to be flat out broke, even though they are staunch givers, even though they pray, you know, even in tongues, and you know, they do all of the right things. But there is still this peril that is facing the church. And we are joined by Mr. KB Libusha on the line this morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Ms. Mbari. How are you? I am blessed. I am blessed. Thank you so much for honoring our invitation. We really do appreciate it. And listen, I must tell you that this conversation or this topic has gotten people talking all right <laughs> because you know it, it it when once hears the word born again but broke it hits you to say that you understand because all of us one way or another have experienced this yes true that um, i couldn't have said it better let me start by saying thank you miss mbali it's always an honor and a privilege for me to be invited and speak to you and the listeners of this beautiful radio station civic fm i greet you all in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ thank you very much sir we really do appreciate it yes. so the big question why are christians broke okay let me start off by saying not all of them <laughs> thank you yes true true that is very true that is very true <laughs> you know because you know he is a christian that broke it's like everyone is broken mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we're using a, a blanket approach towards the topic as if all christians are broke the fact of the matter is that uh, some christians are very wealthy mm-hmm. very wealthy and generous for that matter and they give i mean that's why you find you know big churches you know uh, they call them mega churches you know where people are they give uh, you know they give offerings big offerings big types to the church believers in the churches uh, the Christians in the churches are the ones that are giving into the church. So not all Christians are broke. But I'll just give you know, some of the reasons why some Christians are broke. You know, uh, And as you know, you asked me to come talk about this uh, topic, you know, I, I put this topic into two. I don't know how much time do we have, but I wanted to say, you know, like I'm going to give you know, just five reasons. There are many reasons why, you know, to some, some Christians are broke. Uh, so I'll just give five and then there's also something that I saw they are habit let me say this, this is two you know, it's two subjects why some Christians are broke and the habit that keep, that keeps some Christians poor mm-hmm. okay, so I'll just give you know, these two things quickly and then number, uh, let's just do this you know, I mean, God wants his children to be financially free and to be abundant. You know, if we read in the book of John 2010, he said that, you know, he has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So God wants us, his children, you know, I mean, his children to be very rich, to be abundant, you know, to be financially free. Mm-hmm. God does not want his children to be always be the ones that are uh, asking for favors. By the way, I love your neighbor, Miss Favor. 
Thank you. Thank you. Know, you. You've got such an amazing name. <laughs> Thank you. Know, you. <laughs> you know, to have favor with God of course, and man. Of course. Have favor with God and man. You know, when people see you, they must you know be able to give you favor. You're like I hear you. You spoke to us like chesses. You know, about that. I'm not talking about something. You know, have that thing with because that favor comes from God, and He will give it to you also with people. So now, my personal observation that I've seen why some Christians are broke. Uh, I'll just give this one. Number one, they don't read and they don't believe the Bible. Mm. Or they don't believe the Bible, like I said. You know, because some Christians they read the Bible as if the Bible is. Just a fairy tale story, but the Bible has all the answers to be financially free. I mean, thousands and hundreds of messages have been preached to us as believers to be financially free. Jesus' first miracle was to turn water into wine. Mm -hmm. You know, I know it sounds cliche. I mean, I was uh, last week, you know, giving. Uh, I was one of. I was no. I was BMC at my brother's wedding last week. And you know, one of the things that I said, I said, they must just bring water here so that I can pray for it to turn into wine. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see you laughing. They're also laughing. I don't know why you guys. Jesus said, greater miracles we shall perform. Yeah, so true. if Jesus has turned water into wine, what can we have? Hallelujah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was they were drinking water. I said, hey, my children, please bring water here now so that I can pray for it uh, mm -hmm. so that this water can into, turn into wine. Mm -hmm. But you know, it sounds like a cliche, you know. Uh, if you read in the book of Matthew chapter 17, verse 27, it says, Nevertheless, the, the new King James Version, it says, Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened his mouth, you will find a piece of money. Then you will give it to them for me, who is Jesus, and you. So meaning Jesus is, you know, he sent these people to go check. There's always money. You know, Miss Favor, when God sends you to say, because most of the time, even when we pray, now we, we just talk about believing, you know, reading and believing the Bible. Mm. I mean, you know, as Christians, we are, you know, when you start, you know, your first encounter as being a Christian, one of the things that we're encouraged to do is to read the Bible. Because the Bible, when you read the Bible, you you know you get hope, you get inspiration, you know you know now even your faith grows when you read the Bible. So the things that are taught in the Bible, we see them as just stories. But the reason they are taught in the Bible is so that uh, we can apply those. Hence, I said even bigger miracles, Jesus said we will perform here on earth. So when Jesus, when we pray and you you have an encounter with Jesus, and when you pray. God talks to you and he says to you, Mbali, go tomorrow, go to a certain department, Miss Favor, go to a certain person, Miss Favor, go to a certain company. When he says that to you, sometimes to us it's like, ah, but you know, I mean, why would I go there? I mean, those people, they don't know me. God has already prepared for you mm. those people's heart. He has already prepared a foundation for you. He has already prepared people's hearts that when you speak to them, your favor will be with those people. So sometimes we don't believe that. So when God says go there, he knows what he has already prepared for you there. So you must go there. Your money is where God tells you to go. And sometimes now we see Miss Favor making money through fashion. And we're not like, oh no, Lena must go make. No. If God said go and do waste management, oh no, I came to Amatakala. No. Your money, your favor is there. You must go there, believe God. So as I'm saying, people don't read 
and believe the Bible. So when God speaks to you, go and do what he says you must go. So God wants us to be rich as his children. Solomon is still the wealthiest person on earth today. Did you know that? And Solomon is in the Bible and the Bible is written for us as Christians. And sometimes when we read the Bible and we think the Bible is written for non-believers, but the Bible is written for us as Christians to believe and apply the stories that are in the Bible. Number two, there is no association with health. Christians, they, <laughs> Christians, they don't like to go to healthy places. You must go out, my sister. You know, go to places that will make you feel wealthy because sometimes the reason you are not wealthy and you, you don't want to become rich is because you don't think you can become wealthy and the reason you don't think you can become wealthy because there's no association with health, with wealth. You don't go to places to car dealers that are selling expensive cars because sometimes we think certain cars are for certain people. We think certain clothes are for certain people. We think certain houses are for certain people. So you have to go there and associate with with wealthy people Jesus associated with wealth do you know in the Bible there's a story where Jesus wanted a new donkey a donkey that has never been written uh, uh, written by anybody else yeah so even us God wants us to ride on the new cars Mr. Bali. God wants us to stay in new houses of course. A house. come on my sister so are God you saying <laughs> wait so I, I hear you mention something so profound that we need yes, to associate yes. ourselves with wealth, right? And yes. you emphasize the fact that we don't go to these places because we think that it's for certain people. So yes. meaning it's okay if I decide, Kirim Bailu, okay, once a month, uh, at the end of the month, I'm going to go to the north or go kai kai and just go and drink coffee and have a slice Hallelujah. of tea. You Come understand? On and then you go there and treat yourself I, I, I asked my wife as I'm not in bloom I said like, ma'am yesterday I said, mm-hmm. hey, can you please go pamper yourself yesterday it's like go pamper yourself go eat you know, we, we, you know, we, I don't want to be telling, we, we moved into a new, to a new house, but those are stories for another day. Mm-hmm. Because of the association, my yeah. sister, and God wants to elevate us. So now my point here is sometimes it's very important for us to associate ourselves with wealth. Go out, oh, Miss Mbali, Miss Favor, mm-hmm. do you know that wealthy people, all, I guess there's a misconception that people don't want, uh, rich people don't have time for us. Mm-hmm. They don't have time. Do you know that actually those wealthy people, if you ask them diligently, they can actually make 10 minutes, 15 minutes for you. Mm. So sometimes, and ask them to take, like ask a wealthy person that they can meet you and you take them out for sure. a drink. Like for a coffee, you just mentioned the coffee. You, there's so much wealth and knowledge you can get just from spending your time with a wealthy person. There are certain nuggets you can learn from them once you spend time with them. Treat them out. With your last 200, ask them to take them out hmm. to a, a beautiful restaurant and, and associate yourself with them. It's like start listening to the principles that they are applying in their own lives and see how you can actually uh, apply certain principles in your life, in your mm-hmm. own life that can catapult your life and take it to the next level. So sometimes as people, we don't want to do that. So us sometimes as believers, we don't believe that we deserve it. Mm-hmm. 
They think that if you are wealthy, that she won't become humble anymore. No, there's no such a thing. There are humble Christians that are wealthy out there. Mm -hmm. So don't think if you are wealthy, you won't be humble anymore. And as you become wealthy, you become more aware of the needs of other people. That's true. Because you realize, as a matter of fact, I was telling a friend of mine uh, two weeks ago that I was watching a certain TV. Like, I don't watch too much TV. When I watch TV, I watch inspirational stuff on TV. Mm -hmm. So I was watching a program, I think, on one of the... Uh, uh, channels and it was visionaries the name of the program mm. and this this guy says when he started the vision was about himself to get out of a poor state right mm. and then now his vision has changed because now he is wealthy it's no longer about himself now he realizes there's more people like he how he used to be people that needed help because sometimes you see miss Mbali, if you've been in a situation you know that other people need help too so he says now it's no longer about himself it's about helping other people because i get it how like you just want to eat and your family to eat mm -hmm. but once you realize that now i'm able to eat and my family is able to eat they are able to sleep in in good beds and all those things you realize that now we can help other people That's so true. let's go on missing exactly true. so the vision will change eventually that it's no longer about yourself as i said even in the church people that are giving are people you know yes even if you don't have, the Bible still teaches us and inspires us to give. But it's not even about that. But once you are wealthy, you are able to give even beyond what you are able of giving you. Because sometimes we give out of desperation. It's like, I'm giving out of They don't believe in and use of their talents. Woo! You know that your talent is money. I'm telling you. Sure. Some people are scared to use their talents because of the fear of criticism. People will criticize you that, you know, what if I, I don't do it correctly? But what if you do it correctly? Mm. What if you survive? What if, what if you inspire other people? I mean, look at all other... You know anybody that inspires you in life right now? It's people. It's other people that are using their talents and gifts to how God want, wanted them to use them. I mean, we can take, you know, uh, the examples of your Casper and your first and all those other people. Those are people that God has given them talents and they are using them despite the criticism of other people. Sure. So they don't think that they are worthy of being paid for their talent and skills. Do you know other people, I mean, Miss Mbali, you know how much, uh, and, and I know it sounds cliche what I'm about to say, people like go so Mizi, so Mizi is actually Ah, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on, man. So even the gift that God has given you, you should be paid for it, my sister. Sure. So they don't take risks, other people, because they are, they are scared other people. You don't share your talent with the world. And you have to please the giver of the gift because God has given you a gift for a reason. And your gift might not be as popular as somebody else's or, you know, as great as... But, you know, you know the story of the five talents in the yes, Bible, right? Yes. You know, I... I uh, is it? No, it's three talents. The you know, one given five, yes. ten... You know those, that story and one. And the one that did not use this one was taken and given to the one that used five and it was ten. All, you know, we know that story. Yes. But if you don't use your talent, 
it will be taken away from you. And yes, you must like, bah, nobody will take my talent. Yes, nobody will take it. Mm-hmm. Somebody will use the same talent that you thought. Because you have to understand, when you, when God gives you a talent, or gives you an idea, my observation has been, when God wants something to be done in Bloomfontein, he will give an idea, same idea to about 10 people. Mm-hmm. And whoever hands with it first will win. Come on now. <laughs> have you ever watched somebody do something that God spoke to you about four or five years ago? And you're like, you know, I should be doing that. And as a matter of fact, this person that is doing what they are doing, what I was supposed to be doing, they are doing it even floatier than how I was supposed to do it. I should be doing this bigger and better than them. But who do you think you are? God wants things to be done. And it's not going to wait for you up until Jesus comes so that it can be done. If you don't listen to God and you don't want to do it, he will use somebody else. Somebody that you think they are even insignificant than you. And you will see things getting done. Sure. Number four, they think money is evil. Money is not evil, man. First mm. Timothy chapter 3 verse 10. <clears throat> for the love of money is, all, is, is the root of all, all things. Mm. Is that the love of money? No, without money you cannot build. Miss Mbali, you called me right now. Uh, did you use the Holy Spirit no, to call me? No. What did you use? Time. Uh, Tell it. Okay, cool. <laughs> money answers all things, my sister. Even if we pray, you know our prayers. The answers for our prayers are gonna normally manifest in money. Sure. If you want a bigger house, you want a bigger car, whatever that you pray for. Uh, and yes, people, and not all things need money. Sometimes healing, you know, just pray. Certain he, healing, my sister, you have to go to hospital, go to private clinic. Private clinic costs money. You don't go there. And they just say to you, ah, we love you, you know. The God, the God. No, only God will provide for us, whatever, whatever. Ah, if you're in a private clinic, you have to pay, mama. Mm. And it's money. So money answers all things. You know, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, uh, verse 19 says, A feast is made for laughter, and wine makes merry. Oh, Jesus, wine makes merry. Did you get that? <laughs> wine, wine makes people happy. But money. Believe it at that. Yeah, believe it at that. But money answers everything. So you have to understand the purpose of money. And then the last one, the number five. They don't ask God for what they truly desire. Sure. The Bible says God will give you the desires of your heart. What are you asking God for? Mm. Stop asking God for small things. God is big, man. God is big. You know how big God is? Even some of the things that we think are big to us, they are small to God. So ask God for what you truly love, to what you truly desire. You have not because you ask not. Mm. So ask God for what you really thinking that you want something and not asking God for it are two different things. Yo. Can I say that again? Please. Thinking that what you some thinking that you want something and not asking God for it is two different things. Just because you thought about it doesn't mean you ask God for it. Mm. You must ask God for what you truly, be specific in your request, like, oh, Papa, you know this is what I want. Mm. Like, I really want a beautiful house, four-bedroom house, 
uh, and sweets and so forth and all those things. God will give you the desires of your heart. So be specific with your request. Let your request, the Bible says, be made known unto God. If you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires mm. of your heart. Psalm 37 verse 4 it says. Now, we close that one. Ten, I mean, I'll just give you three habits or four habits that keeps Christians for quickly. Giving money. Okay, this is a research that was done by a couple of people. And, you know, I'm not going to... So I'm just reading for you yes. these habits that keep Christians poor. Number one, they say, bar, giving money to pastors for every prayer request. <laughs> you know <laughs> Miss Faber, let me just say this. What I'm about to say to you right now, it's actually very controversial. Mm. Yes. Number one was giving money to the pastor for every prayer point. Paying a prophet for one-on-one consultation. Buying expensive phones unnecessarily. Mm. Always eating out. Buying designer clothes to impress people in church. Oh, Jesus Christ. They say that. Buying alcohol for yourself and your friends. And they say overspending on your boyfriend or girlfriend. Just to impress them. A boyfriend or girlfriend, not husband or wife. I'm just saying. This is a research that was that. You know, can, can I? I'm, I'm, I'm about to go deeper. Say, go deeper, man of God. Please do, sir. Please do. Please do. Now, wait a Having a side chick as married people. Yo. What will I get again, Joe? What will And then they say, always giving your tithes to the prophet in Nigeria or America. Mm. These are the habits, some habits that keep some Christians poor. Because you're always giving your tithe. You've got your local church here in Bloomington or wherever you are listening from, mm. but you're giving your tithe to a prophet in Nigeria or America. Mm. And the last one, lazy to work hard, but believe God will make you a millionaire one day. Please repeat it. When I'm yeah, I will. Hmm? Okay. Lazy to work hard, but believe that God will make you a millionaire one day. Hmm. So these are just some of the habits that keep us as Christians poor. And you know, I hope that we will be able to be wise. God has given us wisdom. Man. Yeah. You know, God wants us to be wise and to apply wisdom in our lives. So let's just apply these things, believe His word, and we will see. It. The thing is, with God and with the application of His word, they don't happen overnight. These are, and yes, I know we, we live in a time where people sometimes need miracles, but if you want to truly prosper in your life, things are done little by little. Mm. You start small, you, you, you apply the word, and you, you become diligent. And slowly but surely, you will see that God will use you. And you, you'll see, you'll, you, I was saying these things to my families yesterday, like I said, uh, at a funeral. Yes. That sometimes us as Christians, Ms. Mbali, we might be the only hope to the people, to the world. And we might be the only Bible that non-believers are ready. 
that non-believers are ready. Because you see, sometimes people, you, Ms. Mbal, let me ask you this thing. Mm. You know me. I'm happily married. You know my, you, you kind of sort of start, I, 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 I'm on a hot man TV, where's a one, two, three, four. Imagine tomorrow if you hear, like, you know, he gave up on everything, divorced wife, hang himself. Imagine mm. how, you understand what I'm saying, mm. killed himself, committed. So, you know, I'm not a, a popular person, I'm not, but when I let people that look up, of course. so if I give up, and I'm, I'm destroying, you know, generations, it's not just about me and my kids, because mm. you understand, so as believers, you might just be the only Bible that other people are reading, you might just be that hope, because you know Mbali has been keeping this thing, it's like, you know, Mbali gives me hope. The reason I'm doing this is because Miss Favor said, you know, if you believe, you can do it. And I can see she's been trying and she's not giving up. And look what the Lord has done for her. And if this God can do it for her, I mean, for her, God can surely do it for you. So don't give up, Wanakohai. Keep being diligent. And things are tough. Don't think all these things that I'm saying, Miss Favor, I'm saying them from a comfortable place. Don't think all things are well in my life right now. As a matter of fact, if I opened up to your listeners some of the things that are not going well in my life right now, they will surely give up. Mm. But the struggles. Mm. So, do you want me to always display my struggles? No. And and sometimes they, this is what they say. Other people, Christians, sometimes they live fake lives. No, it's not fake life. It's it's a faithful life. You know that eventually you will get out of this. Uh, situation that's that you true, are in that's true i was and can, let me let me be a bit vulnerable because sometimes it, you know sometimes when we speak here on radio people think that we are always strong things always going well i've got a female mentor i called her three weeks ago mm. and i was just telling her about how things are not going well and all those things we pray together and so forth and the thing that she said to me she was saying katie just keep your head above the water this storm will eventually be over just keep your head above the water we know things are tough things are not going well but keep your head above the water just keep putting one foot in front of the other keep one foot in front of the other and eventually you will see the storm will subside and that's when we will sing the song storm is over of course of course of course how can we give testimonies without tests my sister Okay. What can we testify to? I mean, I give my sons and my children uh, stories all the time. I like to tell them my stories. It's like how we were raised and all those things. My kids will, will pay a million bucks just to listen to me tell them old stories. And they, they wonder, how did we survive? Mm -hmm. That's what we did. And now it's, it's my story. So the same thing as with this pandemic that is happening right now. It's going to be over eventually. And we shall give testimonies, my sister. We will tell people, like, hey, you know, I had to downgrade in my life. You look at my life right now. That's why there's something that T.D. Jakes once said. He says, when you are going through the most difficult times in your life, take pictures of the situation right now. Take pictures. Because once God is finished with you and he has taken you to a level that he knows is going to take you to, and you give people stories of how your life used yeah. to be. Sometimes people won't believe you. So take pictures so that you can show them. Yes. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Yes. Because sometimes when we give uh, stories like, Ooh, I like I thought, I eh, eh. 
this is what I went through. But we went through it, and God made a way nonetheless. Amen, my sister. Sure, this is actually so profound. And you know, on the earlier point that you made when you started, yes, I remember having a conversation with my pastor, um, Dr. Yes, Shimiko Du. And yes, I can't, re- I can't remember what was happening, but it was just an informal youth thing. And yes, he ma'am. said something that really changed the way I think. He said yes, there was a point in his life where he, him and his wife were like flat broke, flat, <laughs> flat, flat broke. And they said, uh, you know what? We don't have money, but we are going to eat seafood. They've never had seafood. They didn't have the money for seafood, but they decided to know when are we going to go to that restaurant and have seafood. And he says that that particular act of faith really allowed God to entrust them with yes. more because he saw their faith. Second thing that he said was when they decided to build a house yes, back ma'am. in Gauteng, they built a yes. house and they didn't have cars. Yes, you understand? Ma'am. And yes, he built ma'am. a house that has two garages. And yes, people were like, but why are you building a house that has garages if you don't even have one car? And he laughed and he says today, yeah. And he says that today, I don't even have space to park all my cars. I, I, I wanted to finish that statement for you. I've never listened to him say that. I was about to say that. Can I can bet that they even have more? Of cars course, exactly. Of course, exactly, my sister. Sure. That's the act of faith. Hemon, how do you prepare for? I can when you, because he was pregnant with something, and I know these are just preaching uh, words, uh, motivational yes. words. Basically, when you are pregnant with something, you have to get the room ready. You get the room ready for the kid even before they are born. Sure. You don't wait for one or five. Hey, you buy the department, you know, the court, you put it here, you decorate the room for the kid that is not even born yet. Hmm. So that's called faith, my sister. Sure. So you say that that's a thing with us sometimes believers. We walk by by sight and not by faith. That's true. But that's not how God operates. God operates in faith. You know, I remember one pastor says that sometimes even if we when we tithe, Cookie King, if you decide to tithe the tithe issue, sometimes in a little politics I think I'm not here, I'm not a pastor, I'm not asking for money from mm-hmm. anyone. So mm-hmm. I'm just speaking from what he said and it made sense to me. And it's like sometimes you have to tithe from what you're expecting God to give you. <laughs> <laughs> now you, if you say now you target we all know type get ten percent. Like mm-hmm. I'm saying, I don't I'm not here for debate until because maybe someone is just like but no no no. Believe what you want, my brother or my sister. It, it's your own belief. We we're not gonna argue about that. So if you give your ten percent you oh, oh you you give hundred rand because you earn a thousand bucks. It's just like but if you truly trust in God to increase, you know, your finances and give a tithe of what you're expecting to be of your Income. So, meaning, if you're expecting God to give you an income, yeah, yeah, twenty thousand. Let's just say, give, start increasing your own tithe, and you will see God will start increasing, mm. you know, your income. Mm. But it's a, that's called faith, my sister. I remember. <laughs> we have time. We have time. Uh, you know, I remember even back in the days uh, when we 
we were called, you know, Anzaratrala in our closet, then they would call, you said something for youth in your church, right? Yes. So even in our church, there would be something for youth, there would be something for people that are working, people for business people. And I remember one person used to say like, but I can't be going to, to Onasasibit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can't attend Dinto Tabatuba business, I can't attend Dinto Tabatuba Sibit. I'm like, so what? And then I remember thinking, what do you want to do? Because you see, if you say I kiss a bit and I cannot attend the meeting, the Batraba Sibita, meaning you not you don't have faith to say I will work. So you have to attend I can't go back I'm Sibit. So true. attend the meeting the Batraba Sibita and go listen Hubuaka A, go activate your faith and you will and if you want the business but I'm but I'm not in business yet. Motomdi a meeting wabatu badi business. Language. Again, we spoke about association with yes, wealth. Go yes. get association with business-minded people so that even once you start your business, you know how to operate your business. As a matter of fact, you might as well get yourself a mentor while at it. That's true. Find yourself a business mentor. So it's like, ah, but no, I'm not in business yet. Eh, I can't be attending the meetings about our business. I can't be attending business seminars. What? Hmm. Oh, so much you you waiting for when you start your business, which might be 15 years later from oh. now, and you've missed on all the information and inspiration. You know, inspiration is so powerful. You know, sometimes when we act out of inspiration, God is able to do a lot. When we act out of inspiration, like God is able to, like, yes, you know, because inspiration, it is a little faith. Oh, faith, bring, faith brings inspiration to you. Because like, you know, you can do this thing. Anything that it was once that is done by somebody else, this connection that we, it came through an inspiration from someone. Like, you know, we can connect people on the phone. And I know these things, they are just cliche messages. But fact of the matter is that something was started by somebody who believed, mm-hmm. got an inspiration to change the world somehow, some way. So even with your life, whatever that God has deposited in your spirit, God is able to take it to the next level only if you act out of inspiration. And sometimes, let's, let's just assume you are not inspired. Just act. Take action. Faith, you know, uh, faith without action is dead, the Bible tells us. So you can't say we, you believe something if you don't act upon it. Yo. The only way we know that you, you believe something. Let me tell you, even the same thing as somebody who wants to lose weight. Now we are in a season where everybody, let me tell you, oh, Miss Mbali, you have no idea how many people are, are regretting their weights now. It's like, like, those were conversations also with my aunts and my brothers yesterday. It's like, if we, we know, but let me put it this way. The only way we know that you believe it's if you act upon it. But for as long as you are only talking about about loser weight, it's just going to be a talk. The only way you keep on saying, I want to be a millionaire, but you're not taking action. You're praying. And you see sometimes, and, and I'm not blaming pastors, sometimes, you know, our pastors told us that we must pray for stuff. When you see a car, we must have vision boards, put it there, pray upon them. And yes, we must. But when we pray and we declare, you know, there's a, somebody who was ministering to my wife and I last week was telling us about, uh, you know, uh, the petitioning. You know, I guess, you know, when you read in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, yes. uh, it talks about, yeah, exactly, you know, it says by uh, uh, supplication with all 
Thanksgiving, yeah, Philippians 4, 6, yeah. Yes, and sub, uh, supplication, and she was saying it's petitioning to God, speaking to God. But you see, when you speak to God, God will speak back to you, my sister. And he will tell you, this is what you need to do to get out of your situation. And once God speaks to you, you must go out and take action. Let me tell you this thing. Everybody that wants to lose weight or wants to gain weight, wants to gain muscles, everyone, they know what they are supposed to do, by the way. Yes, they know. yes, yes. You know, you need to stop stop uh, drinking uh, those acids, stop sugar, focus uh, on papa. We know when I go high, focus on the chips, you know, start eating this, start working. You know, somebody was saying, you reach like 10 kilometers, thank God you can't, then walk. Uh, 100 walk 100 meters walk so just take start that's why getting anything that is great let's take civic fm i love civic fm by the way thank you you see today civic fm today has only two listeners <laughs> hallelujah Amen. tomorrow is three listeners the following day is four listeners because of consistently because we believe that civic fm can grow and then a year from now all of a sudden there's a thousand listeners and then it is two thousand listeners and then we know that they had faith how else will we give stories any mega church that is mega today never started uh, big any big business that is big today never started big anything that is great started small and if we can apply those principles little by little you will see that eventually even same muscles that some of us have hallelujah <laughs> never started like this <laughs> started little by little but you have to be consistent and and you see sometimes the people don't want to work hard the thing is you know christians don't believe the weight like i said you know so but you have to apply the weight diligently and you will see the weight working in your life we know can i say that again yes please work the weight and the weight will work sure thank you miss somebody yeah. i think and uh, you know i love how you touched on the issue of tithe because next week we will be looking at that understanding tithes and offerings um yes, because I, I i think i think that's also part of um something that we need to discuss so that we can actually help the best online radio station civic fm